Do bees pee? You know, I honestly didn't think so, but I actually looked this up, uh-huh. and they actually do both from the same hole in their body. Uh, so they, they don't have yeah, and it's just and it's not like they it's a differentiation between the two. I used to think women did that. Oh my god! So well, okay, hold on. You look. I was little. I did. I didn't have a, I didn't have a pussy. What do you want me to Where figure out? Where was your mind at? Because I've never once had. I was a young about and this. inquisitive and curious. I was like, oh, I, once I figured out the women have like a hole, I was like, oh, well, they must use it to pee and poo. Yeah. And what else did that? Where, where else did that leave you? Um, did it leave you into the depths of the internet? It took me to Pornhub. We made it. 100 and... Hold on, let me check the stats. 102? 102? Are we at 102? I don't know. Let's check. <gasps> 101. Oh. 101 followers. 100, 101 Dalmatians. Maybe maybe the time this comes out, maybe we are at 102. We'll start following people. One of you will get back yeah. to us. I'll dox you if you don't yeah. do that. But yeah, uh, this is episode 12 of Hot Pocket, which now has 101 followers. On Instagram, look, baby. Look at us. Thank you guys so much for the love and support thus far. I think that last episode, the Afghanistan episode, got a lot of... Yeah. Relatively speaking. Yeah, because I think one... <clears throat> We've been, I'm not just trying to toot our own horns or anything, but like this has the world's been going where we kind of just been been given content yeah. or yeah. like topics, right? And it's that I want to thank the Taliban <laughs> for helping my podcast, for helping our podcast. Thank you, the Taliban, for giving us content. <laughs> thank you, guys. But also, today, it, but yeah, also fuck y'all. But today, we're not doing an Afghan follow up, nah. even though we could. Uh, also, if you know of any refugee locations or centers where you can donate do that just yes, putting please. that out there but today we're talking about something that's equally as important mm-hmm. equally as destructive yes we're talking about porn and titties only fans and you know what only fans is yeah they made a statement last week by october of this year all adult content will be taken off now that doesn't include nude like if you're just like sitting there butt naked mm-hmm. You're That's fine. still allowed. That's still allowed. Now, if you're touching your little dangly parts, or I guess women don't have... It's well, more titties expl- are kind of dangly. It's more explicit content yeah. that is being banned, essentially. And we just kind of want to talk about why it's being banned and where does where is it going to lead this... In, in not, not just the company itself, but the realm of that yeah. aspect of social media, I guess. What right? can we learn about sex workers yes. from this? What can we learn about tech from this? Because if you're not looking at OnlyFans as a tech platform, mm-hmm. you're misdiagnosing the whole thing. Yeah. It has to be interested in that lens. So first of all, the premise of this move was, and OnlyFans was very explicit about this, is that, hey... We need investor money. Right. We need credit card companies and venture capital to pour money into us. Sex workers, they're not going to do that if you're all on our, our platform. You got to go. We're sorry. And they also tweeted something like, we're working on solutions. Right. It, which, no. Makes no sense that, to me. Which, which means they're not looking into no. it. That means they're not doing anything about it. That's kind of like, yeah, dude, uh, uh, maybe I'll show up. Bro, we should totally meet up. Yeah. Dude, let's fucking go yeah, on let's that do hike. It. Damn well knowing I'm not going to show up. Hey, I, I ain't never going to see this motherfucker again. Yeah. Nope. I got my one year routine with him. That's it. Yep. So, if the question is about getting investments, hmm. then I'm assuming OnlyFans is 
cash strapped. You know, you would think so after a move like this, but mm-hmm. they actually did $375 million this year. Mm-hmm. And they're actually projected to do $1.2 billion. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Adult content must do pretty bad in general. There's probably a cap because of that, right? No. What? Yeah. So taking that, taking a step further, MindGeek is one of the multi-conglomerate companies that is behind a lot of. It's, it's the parent company of Pornhub. Pornhub. Um, I think there's like a cam website out there and Red Two. A, a few other, yeah, a few other brown ones milfs in that black okay. milfs. God, you you <laughs> seem to know a lot about this. <laughs> Stuck stepmoms, <laughs> stepmoms in danger, stepmoms in washing machines, sabamood.com. What's happening? <laughs> but yeah, so MindGeek, who's the parent company of all this, you know, adult content companies, they actually did $460 million in 2015. Ooh. That's half a freaking billion dollars. That's that pocket they, change. Yeah. So we know the fact that this industry is extremely lucrative. Yes. Why would OnlyFans appeal to just a small pocket of investors? And this is honestly short-term investments, too. Yes. Because OnlyFans, they're projected to do $1.2 billion mm-hmm. just from the revenue they garner from the, the active users on their platform. Yeah. And that's, that's what's the revenue that they've built up and the fan base that they've built up. That's where they're getting most of their revenue from. The whole aspect of them basically canceling or banning explicit content is coming from just because they want short-term investments from these venture capitals yeah they want that influx of cash flow and liquid capital right away yeah to me that doesn't make sense because you've you've got you've garnered so much revenue Mm -hmm. okay OnlyFans came out in 2016. Yes. That's when they first came out. So they've only been around for five, six years at at this point. And they shot up because of some combination of Corona and people were stuck at home. Yeah. And also, um, you got to thank Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion. I I never knew this. Evidently, when Beyonce did the remix with Megan Thee Stallion's song Savage, Mm -hmm. they name dropped OnlyFans. Yeah. After that, they were reporting that every day for the next, I think, two weeks, they were getting 20,000 new user accounts and 7,000 to 8,000 new creator accounts yeah, every day. crazy. So they blew up yeah. because of Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. So if you want someone to blame for all this, <laughs> blame, <laughs> blame strong knees, Megan. This is so your Megan fault. Stallion knees. I, I'm going to tackle what you said mm-hmm. about how this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. When the story first broke, I went on Instagram and I did one of those little question boxes, right? right? And I asked, hey, what do people think of this? And I know one person did mention something that was brutally honest. This is a very smart business tactic. You're shifting from a population and demographic. We're talking about not the viewership, but the labor base. Mm. Shift from there after you get the upfront capital and get super popular mm-hmm. into a broader market. Right. I think there's an argument to be made that that is good business. What is good business? Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, that's what, the biggest that's thing. That's the question is like, what is good business? Because from if you're looking, if you're in that tech social media sphere, you want to be more mainstream yeah. because that's what's going to garner more clicks. That's what's yeah. going to, you're, you'll be able to market, exactly. you'll be able to advertise a lot more. And people like larger companies would feel better 
advertising on your website yes. when it doesn't rub you the wrong way. Yeah. It doesn't rub all them, you know, the whole taboo of sex work and explicit content. Mm-hmm. It that's going to be a, that's a bit better business model. In my mind, sure, that is that is a better business model, but mm-hmm. You started off in this realm. Yeah. Now you are abandoning the people yeah. who built you up to this point. That's good business, baby. I mean, I guess think, in some business you need exploitation, yeah. right? And well, this, I, I, a lot of business. business. Right. Well, think about it this way, right? When you establish a business, mm-hmm. like you get the charter for, for, for the state or federal government, whoever, right? What is your like mission statement, basically? What is, the, what is the goal of a business? Make money. It's to make money. Right. You do that however you got to do that. The goal of, like, a restaurant is not to make food that warms the hearts and souls of everybody. No, you just <laughs> happen to use that as a way to make money. Right. So if we're just being cold and real and harsh about this, OnlyFans is making the right move. Mm-hmm. I don't like that that's the case, but, right. you know, there's an incentive to do that. Now, let's shift to the sex workers specifically. In October, they're going to be shit out of luck. Well, they're going to be mostly shit out of luck. I think there are other platforms you can use, but how many people were reliant on this one that got super popular as like a huge source of income? It's like, oh, I'm going to lose my income in like a month. Right. All right or I got to move into a different venue, which is probably have less potential. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to affect people's livelihoods. Yeah. This is a pretty common thing, though. Mm-hmm. Tumblr did something very similar to this. Yeah. I think, what year was it? 2014, 2015? 2015, I believe, when Yahoo bought them out for $3.3 billion. And what was one of the conditions on that? Well, Tumblr basically was a safe haven for explicit content. Yeah. And then they did the same thing that OnlyFans is doing where they banned it because they wanted more investors, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people left Tumblr. And Yahoo, when they bought them at $3.3 billion, like... A year or two later, they only sold it for three million. Yeah, you know that's an incredible loss. That's a huge loss because of that one, and that was like the mainly the specific. Not not to mention that Twitter and Instagram are blowing up at this point. Yeah, but like Tumblr's main base was starting to become more explicit content. Yeah, viewership, and when they banned that, their value dropped. Tumblr got some weirdos. Yeah, Tumblr, Tumblr got some weird. If you want to, if you want to, never on Tumblr. I was, ne- I've never been on Tumblr. But if you want to find a video of like Mickey Mouse fucking Donald Duck <laughs> while Mulan is watching and making a painting of it, you can find that on Tumblr. <laughs> I must salute the creativity. It's also quite, you know, out of the box. deviant. Yeah, these are some deviant motherfuckers. Yeah. Now, Tumblr's an example where the company clearly lost, mm-hmm. right? And it's very easy for us to say, oh. Well, this is going to bite OnlyFans of the ass later, right? Right. Uh, YouTube and Instagram kind of have a similar history, but y'all know how successful they are right now? Yeah. OnlyFans has about 130 million active users on this platform. I was like, where does that rank? You know, 130 million people is old. That's like more than a quarter. No, that's like almost half of the United States population. The United yeah, States is like 350, something take, like that, right? Yeah. That's a lot of people. But in... In the social media world, they're not even That's top nothing. fifteen. Yeah, they're not even top fifteen. The top five are in in the billions. Yeah, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, they're they're in the billions. And but the revenue stream is really large. And that's that's my point is that at a certain point, I I understand that business model of like we need outside short term investments so we mm-hmm. can have a large influx of cash and be able to you know do what we want to do. A lot is like equity because of stocks. Yeah, but also it's like. 
abandoning what made you super popular, not just OnlyFans and explicit content, any kind of business. Mm-hmm. When you are super good at one thing and then you move away from it, mm-hmm. to me, that's bad business. It's bad business, but here's the thing. The, the pivot is going to make them more marketable in general. If they can escape from this realm right here where everyone's kind of bagging on OnlyFans for leaving. How long do you think it's going to last? I don't think. Oh, they have power, right? Yeah. They have money to How many to celebrities are on OnlyFans? We just like did a rundown. Yeah, a lot actually. Black China. Yeah. Cardi B. Bella Michael B. Thorne. Jordan might. It's, it's unclear if he's on there yet, but he announced that he will go at some Tyga? point. Tyga. Why the fuck is Tyga on here? Jordan Woods. Yeah. I am now going to make an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> and... Oh, our girl Rachel Dolezal, our racially ambiguous queen, who ironically, right. when she made the announcement that she is going on OnlyFans, OnlyFans was like same no day was like, oh, by the way, no more explicit content. Yeah. Just to be clear, Rachel Dolezal was not, because she had like a schedule for what she was going to put out, it, no explicit content. Yeah. But the thing is, if you go in the search history of like OnlyFans Twitter. Or Saad's history. Or, or my <laughs> history. Um, you will notice that the only time they ever mentioned sex workers was... The day they made this announcement. Right. They've never advertised this. Yeah. They've only advertised like the clean, sanitized content from celebrities. Yeah. From brands. Yeah. And this kind of goes into our other point. This is a platform where all these celebrities are coming in who already have their own followings, already have their own brands. They've brought in a huge group. They're coming in, eating up the revenue stream and consumer base that mostly like pretty poor or like working class sex workers yeah, people, are relying on. Yeah, people who are like I wouldn't say this is like their last resort, but they're they're everything in their life, you know, 20, 2020 is when everything blew up, OnlyFans blew up. Yeah. Why? Because people were off People work. were stuck at home, you couldn't find a job. Yeah, and a lot of people resorted to this and they they found a footing. Yeah. And now these celebrities come in and gentrify yeah. OnlyFans. These folks who are already at the bottom are getting more pushed more down. Yeah. It and that's why I'm not super concerned about OnlyFans tanking. Mm. And maybe it will. Who knows? But the thing is like all these celebrities who are coming in, they're bringing in their own consumer base with them. Mm. So you I think you're right that all the pe- a lot of the revenue is coming from people who just want to watch like women masturbate right. or some shit, right? You're going to lose a lot of them. But while that happens, all those famous people who are coming in are going to bring in their fans. Right. That's going to make up for it. On top of that, you also have like credit card companies investing now. I suspect they're going to be fine because marketing is such a powerful thing that it creates demands. Mm. They can do that. Yeah. And they'll, they'll be situated well because they made the right pivots. Yeah. And as a business model, like we were talking about earlier, it does make sense to have a more cleaner outlook because then that basically you you can market to whatever yeah. whatever realm you want to market to it do, it's not just one thing which honestly like the adult industry adult content industry has always done numbers in the billions but yeah. it has always been taboo yeah. you know what i mean it's so bizarre yeah where and the same thing with credit card companies yeah. and like investors right like how many times have we seen like large, like we've we've all seen Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> Actually, I've not seen that movie yet. You haven't seen? I it? have not seen it. Oh, yet. Okay, well, you, we got to do something. Oh, I'll about get that. to it. But that basically highlighted how adult centric those people are. Yeah, strippers, cocaine, fucking everyone. You know what I mean? Like that's what they do on their private side. Yeah, but they don't want to invest money into it yeah. because it's taboo. 
All, all these things that we indulge in, like you said, we consider it taboo. My biggest problem with that is that there's a person at the other end of that transaction. Right. So you're effectively saying like you're worthless until I need to uh, use your service. Right. But then I will not grant you any like respects or like just you know profit or like yeah. livelihood. Yeah. Because uh, even though we all know this happens, the same companies who won't invest mm-hmm. if there's not safe for work content on there, those motherfuckers are probably hiring prostitutes oh, they're going or all to, that shit. Oh, you know a hundred percent, right? Yeah. Like they're going to those massage parlors and doing whatever they want to do, yeah. and then coming out on the other end, hands clean. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I, this never happened. And then they have this clean outlook. And the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same thing that OnlyFans did. It's like, deep down, they knew that the explicit sex workers yeah. is the reason why they're propped up. But now they want to just, like, clean their hands and, like, walk away from it just so they can make more money and have a better image, I guess. Yeah. So It's sex workers have no power. And, and workers in general, they have no power. They have no rights. But our entire way of life and system is reliance on exploiting them. Yeah. And this kind of goes into, we're going to get into some quasi-political theory for a yeah. second. If you look, if y'all remember Punnett squares. Right. From biology or mm-hmm. chemistry, right? They're like, oh, I'm going to, that girl I have a crush on? Well, what if we both like had a baby? What is the likelihood of, of them having like blue eyes or whatever? And a fuck? beard. <laughs> right. And a beard. So think of it this way. The x-axis, so like the horizontal, it, we'll say that's like actual political power. Right. Right. The y-axis would be visibility. Yeah. So when we say visibility, we mean like how often does like the public think about this group in like kind of a mainstream way. Right. And you can crisscross having power, not having power. The uh, other one would be being visible and not being visible. So there's going to be four groups here, right? right? The crisscross of each of these sections. You have people who are powerful and also have a high degree of social visibility. So people yeah. like know who, who these people are or these groups are, and they wield a lot of political power. And by power, we mean, yeah, like what you just said, political, political power. power. Yeah. They can push the agenda. They, they, have, they have power to they enforce have a lot of money. laws yeah, to, to funnel their way into politics and kind of push the agenda to their benefit. Yeah. Think of a Jeff Bezos yeah. and Elon Musk, any like billionaire. Yeah. Well, most billionaires, like yeah. the high profile ones. They are visible. Their household you names. You know exactly who you they are. You know who they are. And they also like control the way our society works. Yeah, they give hundreds of thousands on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. So no matter who wins, they get favorable outcomes. Then you have powerful, politically powerful, but not socially visible. Which I would describe as the lobbyist groups. Yeah, a lot of the like lobbyist groups. insurance lobby, right? Mm-hmm. You ha- They're super powerful yeah. because insurance, having car insurance is a law or else you can't drive. Yeah. You know? So they, and they, they've been able to do that because... They have money and they can lobby the senators and politicians how they want to. But we don't know who the political lobby is besides no. knowing or sorry, the insurance lobby is yeah. outside of just knowing that there is an insurance lobby. Name me a famous car insurance lobbyist. You no, can't do it. Yeah. But you know, like, oh, they, they like exist. move legislation. Yeah. They do all that stuff. Yeah. So we have a third classification. You're visible. Your group, you as a person, you have a lot of visibility. You don't really have any actual political power, yeah. though. And this is kind of where we get into this whole representation shit that right. we often talk about. I would argue increasingly that black Americans, mm-hmm. for, as an example, as like a large group of people, which and obviously like it doesn't help to paint everybody like in one group. Right. You're talking about like, like millions of people. Right. But if we consider them all one group, I would say they fit in this category. Right. Visible, 
but not powerful. Right. Everybody kind of has to have an opinion because of social media now mm-hmm. about like the treatment of black people. Right. But would we say that black people as a block have an, a lot of political power as an overall group? No. No. Uh, definitely not. No. Sex workers have historically pretty clearly fit in this last category. Yeah. No power. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of left to like the dirty underside of society. You're like you're visible, you're socially visible, but not acknowledged. Yeah, you, nobody it's, wants to admit. Nobody this is a thing. wants to admit that people use your services, but you can't say that. Yeah, that's why it's always always like a discreet thing. You know, like the yeah. shops are like all boarded and stuff. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. So that's where they've been for the most part, and I think. They have been they've they've jumped up in recent years to the second to last third, category. The third category. The third well, second cate- to last, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> second to last category, which is socially visible. They're mm-hmm. visible now, but they still have no power because people are generally more willing to talk about the existence of sex workers. Yeah. They don't have power. Give though. them somewhat respect too. I feel like that's been kind of been turning. It'll be like, oh, I feel so bad for them, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think sex work should be legalized? Absolutely not. Yeah. That, that's that's the trend where a lot of people go to, too, mm-hmm. as well. When we look at what OnlyFans has done, it is part of a long history and trajectory. And we're mostly talking about America. Yeah. I don't know specifically how this works in other parts of the world, but almost certainly sex workers have always been like the bottom of the barrel. I, the only place, maybe because like obviously living in the Western world, the only place I, I've heard that this is legal is Amsterdam. Where the red light district, where you literally have like shops of like of women that you can just literally go shop and go to a room. That's the only time I've heard this. Amsterdam's also where weed is weed legal. is weed is legal. They have like weed cafes and stuff. Yeah, I'm making a trip soon. <laughs> I'm f- Next but, time I'm doing a alone podcast, you'll know where Sada is. Sada's high as fuck with an escort. <laughs> <laughs> so this is part of a long trajectory in history. And you can't just separate, be like, oh, OnlyFans is uniquely bad in this regard. For example, look at how much legislation is involved with sex work. Barely any. Nobody no. ever wants to talk about it as an issue. No. Like, you take, like, your favorite senator. At most, they'll be like, oh, I, I sympathize with sex workers, but like, I don't really want to address this subject, right? No, because Nobody no. wants to ever address it. Exactly. Like, what you basically said about the senators and stuff, mm-hmm. where we saw this happen in the pandemic as well, because the healthcare industry, specifically nurses, is a female-dominated industry. Yes. How often did we see last year where people were just clapping, you know, for yeah. healthcare workers? At, and the, at the strike of 5 p.m., everyone would start clapping. Yeah, go outside <laughs> on their balconies. New York was clapping and shit. But what are we doing to actually enhance it, their lives? It, and When do we move from visibility to power? Yeah. I'm sure we'll find that a lot of people who are okay with increased visibility would stop it from, like, actually turning to political power. Yeah. You take the same group of people who are like, oh, we love essential work. We love nurses, all that shit. You ask them, hey, do you think um, nurses should be paid more? Yeah. Huge decrease no. in that number. And as you pointed out, this is very common with women-dominated industries. Yes. A lot of the occupations, which kind of fit that fourth category, socially invisible mm-hmm. and having no power, a lot of them are women-dominated. And I'm going to give an example of this. Now, visible might not be the best word because I'm going to talk about the domestic industry. Right. Housekeepers, uh, nannies, things of that nature. In the 1940s, when the New Deal was signed, and the Social Security Act was signed, right. I, I would imagine most people have a basic understanding of how Social Security works. You pay taxes from your job. That goes into Social Security fund. And once you retire, you get, you, a, you you get a payout return, from that. Yeah. Here's the thing. 
there was a lot of lobbying from a lot of industries to not have their workers from those respective industries pay because like we don't want to pay those taxes we don't want to pay the payroll taxes right we don't want to pay into social security conversely those industries that had a lot of unions was able to fight back on that mm-hmm. say hey no 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 we're fighting for our workers rights so it's about competition here's the thing with domestic workers yeah there is no like corporate conglomerate that's saying anything about like oh don't get the benefits because they're like individual workers mm-hmm. and they're not part of like unions or anything they weren't really able to advocate for themselves in like a collective way and when we say power it's best understood as either like you're a billionaire you have mm-hmm. like a lot of money if you don't have the kind of money you need like collective numbers you need a lot of people a lot of people willing to speak up and actually take action on an issue because like, oh we don't have like none of us are millionaires none of right. us are billionaires but there is a large group of us who are on one agenda right domestic workers in the 40s did not have that because it's a bunch of like different women across like cities and stuff shit who are not like in a single space they don't have that backing so i guess another way of thinking about power could be just that stability of being able to do you without completely falling on your ass yeah do you have to kind of guarantee your right to existence you need to fight for it yes billionaires don't need to fight for it it's like oh it's already made for me. power is the right to exist power is the right to exist and most workers don't have that most industries which are women dominant most workers in general i i like, yes, I, I want to focus on, like, how specifically the sex worker angle, the story is a misogynistic story, but I don't want people to think that, like, oh, male-dominated fields are fine. It's like, no. no they, a lot of factory factory workers are male-dominated. They yep. Same issues. Yep. Same exact fucking issues. There's a uh, massive strike going on from, like, Nabisco workers. You know, they Which pack Oreo cookies and Chips Ahoy cookies. They're working 80 hours a week. Which is insane. And they are fighting for their lives to get that down. Yeah. You know Danny DeVito, one of the go yeah, actors oh my, yes. of all time. Yeah, I know the story. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly he came out in support of Nabisco workers. He tweeted it. Tweeted it, and the very next day, Danny DeVito, his verification on Twitter was gone. His Just, check was gone. If you guys don't, Danny DeVito is Frank. Frank from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he was the goat guy in Hercules. He was the goat guy in Hercules, and he was Matilda's dad in Matilda. But yeah, and there, that's a whole separate point about how Twitter decided. Oh, a guy rallying for workers' rights is kind of like dangerous enough or like or, or un you know brand friendly enough mm-hmm. for us to take off his blue check mark. Which is insane. Which is insane. That's what happens when you decide like, oh, these giant private entities, we are gonna give them the right to choose what is free speech, what is good speech, what is normal speech, what is safe speech. That's what happens. You get shit like this. Mm-hmm. It is not just like the Nazis or or the um the guys saying mean things because obviously half the time it's just people being mean right. on the internet and like yeah people are mean on the internet get a thick skin yeah that's what happens on the what internet. do you think like a tech company that has millions of dollars and tech is notorious for being anti-worker mm-hmm. what do you think they're gonna do to a guy who is pro worker yeah they're they're more likely to like take off like any visibility he yeah. might have and let's let's turn this back into sex workers right because mm-hmm. only fans is a larger tech company now yes they have enough marketing capital to kind of hush the voices and 
change the narrative into what they want it to be no yeah. matter how hard we push back or how, no matter how hard mm-hmm. like the sex workers of twitter and stuff like they yeah. speak out about this like in general sex workers are a small part of the population anyways yeah and they're already in that second to last box that we just talked about barely visibility but yeah. no power it's gonna be very easy for only fans yeah. to use that money to change the narrative and hush their voices yeah. on whatever platform they wanted i mean even even without that right they barely have visibility. If we say they have visibility, I think it's barely. Yeah, it's not like... OnlyFans would not have to do much. They could like not do anything. Week and a half, two weeks, people are just not going to care. Yeah. That That's that's part of the thing when it's like a visibility thing. When you don't have political power and you're relying on visibility, yeah. that does not constitute like an actual agenda or movement or momentum. It doesn't mean anything. Right. And I want to focus on what you said. OnlyFans is a tech platform. I think people are really missing the larger story here. There is a larger story. OnlyFans should be understood as a tech platform. Yeah. And the way I would look at it, because you might think like, oh, the, the, the motherfuckers who put out titties and dicks online, how is that tech? That's not Uber. That's not Google. No, it is. We're not talking about the contents. No. We're talking about the business model and specifically the employment model. Right. Or, or arguably, like, the lack thereof. Because so many tech companies keep trying to get away with this narrative that, like, oh, the people who produce our content, who produce our services, they are not employees. They yeah. are partners. They are yeah. con- they, they love using partners. Yeah. Like, Uber does this especially where, like, oh, our drivers are, like, we're in equal agreement with them. Like, no, you're not. Let's talk about Proposition 22. That was a ballot measure in California during the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. In case people don't know, a ballot measure is basically like an actual example of direct democracy. Everybody votes on it, or you have the option of voting on it if you go to vote. Mm. And it's basically just yes or no, majority people who vote decide. I think 58% of voters in California said yes to Prop 22. Now, what is Prop 22? The short answer is it would exempt workers who work for Uber and Lyft and other gig economy economy jobs from being considered employees it made a separate classification for them which would entail that they don't get health benefits from that company because you're not an employee yeah because you're not an employee so they basically what you would get as a normal employee you're not subject to minimum wage laws nope you're not subject to workers compensation or like injuries yeah any of those things that you take for granted as like a benefit if you are an actual employee of a company, mm-hmm. you don't get that if you're on contract or if you're in this nebulous field. Yeah. And so 58% of people in California said, yes, we're pro Prop 22. The amount of marketing that Uber and Lyft did behind this was insane. Literally. Because right. everyone uses Uber and Lyft. Yeah. Well, a lot. Of, I don't really use it that much. I also don't live in a city. Yeah, we, yeah, that, yeah. That's, the case. that's the thing. So here's the thing. In California, in the run-up to the election, it only takes a couple lines of code to do this. When you used Uber or Lyft, they would have a little advertisement for Prop 22, and they'd be like, hey, Prop 22 is coming up. Here's some things you need to know. This is coming from Uber, right? They're going to have a very specific narrative and twist on this. They basically said some shit like, did you know your average wait time for a ride would increase by, I don't know the exact number, but it would be like 20 to 25 seconds. If Prop 22 does not go through, did you know that POC, like people of color, Uber drivers would be worse off because of this? 
By the way, and this is true, they hired a spokesperson from the NAACP, the National Association of Advancement for Colored People. Mm -hmm. They hired a spokesperson from there, gave him a shit ton of money. I think it was a he. And the he basically went out and said, hey, black workers, you know, because California is the most democratic state, like, hey, good Democrats who love black people, Black Lives Matter, right? Well, this is going to hurt black drivers, right? Do you think any of that is true? Does anyone with like a basic knowledge of how this shit works? But that's the thing. Do people don't have basic knowledge? People just don't have basic things. knowledge. They would make up so much bullshit statistics about like, oh, f- drivers would lose the freedom to set their own hours because drivers like have to take every ride possible mm-hmm. because they barely get paid anything. Versus if you were just an employee, you would get like you know a flat wage and have like even regulations on how many hours you could work. Uber fought hard as shit, Uber and Lyft, and even like Instacart, the guys who have um, giga workers deliver your groceries. Grocery, yeah. You know, these are all considered contract workers. They're not considered employees. They fought tooth and nail to make sure that these workers could not benefit from any of these things. So to wrap this all up, tech companies work on this notion that, hey, the people who produce our services and produce our content where all our revenue comes from, most of it, like you have also have ad advertising and shit. Right. Most of it comes from people who are not our employees. YouTube uses a very similar model. Instagram used a lot of the similar model, like for influencers yeah, and stuff. They don't, they don't get, they're not, they use the platform to enrich themselves. Yeah. But the, I think YouTube and Instagram are a bit different because all of that is ad revenue. Yeah. Right. Whereas Uber, Lyft, yeah. Instacart. It's, 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 it's much more pronounced for yeah, those. It's, it's way yeah. more like, down to the individual but the person. dynamic is still like you can kind of understand yeah, yeah, it as yeah. like a stepping stone so that's why i want to say only fans should be understood as a tech, a tech platform yeah not because of what they produce but how they produce yeah. it it's the way they engage in these contracts with the people who are doing the work for them mm-hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo won the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. The very next day, he was on Instagram Live. His shoes are tight. His shoes are pretty cool, and yep. he's great. I love him. He went to Chick-fil-A. Rap. Oh, yeah. Went to Chick-fil-A, ordered a 50-piece chicken nugget meal because he dropped 50 points, which is, I think, hilarious. <laughs> Not the point, though. Ordered a meal, and he ordered a Sprite and lemonade half and half. The very next day, Chick-fil-A came out and was like, that generated two hundred like thirty thousand dollars in marketing value because it was on yeah. his instagram yeah who has has millions of followers so it's not like they actually got that money it's speculative yeah it's it's all speculation yeah so that's that's what which is basically do. how stocks work it's all speculation no, it's all speculation it's all speculation. market but that it's it's speculative clicks yeah air quotes and that's how they're, they're putting a value on each click yeah. on each view on each person it's, you're predicting yeah yeah and that's where they're getting a lot of their revenue from, which they actually count in yeah. their in their revenue numbers, yeah. which is like crazy because it's, it's kind of just like pulling it out of thin air. Which, which kind of goes to like an, another really important point, though. For example, Uber has been cash negative for years. Mm-hmm. It has, it I think, maybe this past year it flipped a profit because they sold their autopilot program and people always use uber as an example of like a good business a good tech you don't need to actually make profit mm-hmm. if you're getting held up by liquid uh, not by liquid capital like venture capital mm-hmm. and equity you can keep going yep this is also what amazon did amazon made the point like hey 
we're going to go cash negative for years. That was their business model. Their business model was like to that undercut. Was on purpose. Oh, yeah. That was 100% yeah. on purpose. All, all these things are done with intent. Amazon was cash negative. They sold at a very low price all their products, right, to undercut their competition. So people would flock to Amazon. First. But it was mostly books at first. Yeah. And then as you do that, those other businesses start hemorrhaging business and money. They close down. This is called monopolization. Yep. Amazon is now the only place to go to, for the most part, for like an online marketplace. Now I don't got to have fucking low prices. Yeah. Now I can jack them. They still like have, relatively speaking, like lower, but they've increased. This is also true for Uber. Uber did the same thing. Once like taxi companies and like other ride sharing companies kind of started falling out because Uber undercut them. Y'all know Uber prices are way more expensive Absolutely, in the past like year. Bro. If you're doing like a tech startup and you go to investors, you know what like they're going to ask you, how are you going to grow? Yeah. Where's the growth coming from? How much have you grown? How much have you grown? They're looking for growth, and the always the the implication is that can you grow enough so that you can get bought out in a contract? That's the model of the fintech industry now. Is yeah. not they don't want to come up with something revolutionary. I mean, some you might and you might make it big, like Bezos or Elon, whatever. I mean, they had a lot of help, but the fact that the model now for smaller businesses. Is, to get bought let up. Me, let me let me just do something well enough to get bought out by yeah. Google, by Facebook, yeah. by Instagram. That's all they want. That's all it is now. Even now, when you put your product or whatever you're selling on Amazon, mm -hmm. because you're using their services and everything, they have access to all the history and what's being sold yeah. and what's not, right? They will see what's popular yeah. and then just release their own version of it mm -hmm. at a lower price. Exactly. And you're done. You're the small mom and pop shop on Amazon. You're done. And they just take that product and they sell with it's it. It's market research. And they can like... What do you think these little Amazon's choice are like by like actual? It's fucking Am it's yeah. Amazon's company. Yeah, like they bro, can say whatever on. the hell they want. Yeah. I mean, that's why people always say the most valuable asset from Facebook is the marketing data. It's they sell your data and like demographics info to companies so they can like, oh, we can figure out how to how to, you know, those advertisements you get from like, oh, I was looking up uh, new boots. Oh, I got an advertisement yeah. for boots. That's where all that shit comes from. This is this is turning into like a data business kind of conversation. It's, it's, but oh yeah. No, no, no. It's gold, bro. Yeah. It is data, personal data to be exact, mm -hmm. is gold yeah. nowadays. Because you Facebook will literally market that shit and sell it to the highest bidder. Yeah. People want to know what we're searching. Yeah. They can plant ads in whatever, wherever we're searching. It's it's honestly insane. What do you think? Where do you think Amazon? Most of Amazon's money comes from the actual marketplace, yeah. or the web servers where they can aggregate data and then sell that. AWS, Amazon Web Services. It is. You think Amazon is just a fucking yeah. just an online shop? No. No, 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 no. Most companies run off of Amazon Web Services. Yeah. If we look back at OnlyFans, they're using some form of Amazon Web Services. They might be. And yeah. if and here's the thing. This is this is what we were talking about earlier because. OnlyFans is very, I wouldn't say lucrative. They make a lot of revenue, right? Yeah. $1.2 billion in revenue, 375 mil this year. They're projected to do billions. But they're still not there to enough to push their weight enough mm -hmm. to go against someone like, say, AWS, right? Yeah. They don't want to be associated with explicit industries. They're like, hey, stop it. OnlyFans cannot go back and say, no, we're going to stand with our employees, not employees. We're going to stand with the people who propped us up. Yeah. They're going to bow down. They're going to bow yes, down. Sir. Who's going to pay my rent tomorrow or feed my children today? Before we wrap it up, I do have a question. And I think this is the question that we kind of were alluding to in the beginning mm -hmm. with our four boxes. How do we how do we push 
sex workers to to be in a more powerful position. Hold my mic. How does that happen? <laughs> oh God, what is he about to do? He's running over to this. I'm gonna narrate this. He's running over to his side table and grabbing a book from his book stance. It says the Communist Manifesto. Brothers, sisters, Karl Marx, comrades, Frederick Engels. We must unite. Everyone, ship us on Twitter and Instagram. The workers' revolution will begin online. Send memes. This is how we started, baby. This is how we started. Go ahead and explain real quick before we end the Communist Manifesto. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> not like the whole thing. Not the whole thing. Just why? Where? Where does this this tie in with helping people who are not as powerful? So I don't know if more most people out there will actually like understand it, right? Okay, so the people we've been talking about, the people who have you know no power, we've been talking about sex workers, Uber drivers, uh, tech workers, to an extent. What did what do they all have in common? What's the key word I've been using? Worker. Yeah, these are workers. The people who are being exploited are workers. History can be understood as a evolving conflict between. People who own, like, and manage property and the workers, which is usually shrunk down to capital versus labor. Now, I'm not saying people need to become, like, Marxists or communists or whatever, no. like, we did this shit, right? But this, all this, if you want to figure out, like, oh, what can we do to help people, like, help these sex workers, help these people who are making, like, barely any money but also working, like, 80 hours a week in Nabisco or whatever, understand this as workers versus owners hmm. workers versus corporations workers versus companies that's your starting point because all all this shit is about generating as much profit as possible and ha- what's the best way to generate profit cut costs cut costs what's the most common cost to cut labor labor that's it it's a very linear equation but it works yeah this has been an illustrative episode yes sir i'm going to make an only fans <laughs> and hopefully y'all find me there i'm not gonna do that Hot Pocket will be on OnlyFans. Hot Pocket will and be on OnlyFans. We'll post nudes, though, yes. because we can still do that. Yes. I don't know what else we do, but... <laughs> yeah, we really have nothing else on. We're going to post our podcast there. <laughs> hey, we could. We, we could. Hey, anything goes on on. It's basically now, Patreon right? at that point. It is Patreon at that point, yeah. Yeah. We will catch you guys next week. In the meantime, follow us. Like us. Share us. Talk to us. Rate us. There it is. Well, that's like, I guess. Whatever. On Spotify... Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram. Let's go from 101 to 102 one, and then 150 is our next 150 goal. 150 is our next goal. So tell your friends. Tell your friends. Bye guys. See you.